uh, the Xbox Series X, but that's just because it fell right in my lap. You know, literally. Perfect, yeah, literally perfect circumstance, and it was hard to get it at that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I imagine it probably was. But, yeah, it's in the cart. It'll sit in the cart. It's just I find it funny that the only thing that's available is the bundle, but the console itself is not. But it looks like they really want you to get that God of War game. Well, I mean, Sony did sit there and say that they were no longer having supply chain issues when it came to the PlayStation 5. Yep, but we'll see. See. Anyways. We'll do it. So, hello, everybody. Hey. Good evening. Hey, peoples. Interwebs. Everybody in between. Yep, it is. Uh, it's that time again for Scuba and the Rye. Yes, sir. Video games and movies and TV and life. Everything in between. We just talk about shenanigans and hoopla and whatever comes out of my mouth. You know what I love? Family friendly. I, you know some of the weirdest stuff is when I think about it? Because I just I, we, I just did, uh, uploaded a, a bunch of episodes that I've been waiting to get edited. Yes, sir. And what's funny is I have this add-on for YouTube called TubeBuddy, which helps me kind of track and 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 mod and with the videos and whatever and work on keywords so that it shows up in people's searches. Yeah. It's funny because the, the the show the channel's called Scuba's Studio. Yeah. The show is called Scuba and the Rye. Yes. All of virtually all of our podcast titles are something <laughs> nautical related, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great play on words and everything else. That poor keyword thing it gives me like I kid you not a six inch uh, window that is eight point font. Of <laughs> uh, scuba and oceanographic related keywords, <laughs> and it's like ain't a damn one of these gonna fit for this show. But for yeah. some reason, that's what it always is suggesting. Yeah, well, you know, when you surf it out on them waves, you get geeky on the on the turns, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're that's not too, we're not stranded deep, you know. I can still swim. How far I'll swim? It's you no, know, whatever. <laughs> Just got your rubby ducky. Oh, yeah. I got to keep my ducks in a row. I'm going to swim. Ah, but, uh, yeah, so tonight we got some reviews and some discussions. Uh, so feel free to pull up a chair, hang out, and let's uh, kick this. Let's get going. Yes, sir. Looks like you've been doing a lot of reading and some parties and, and, and what's going yeah, on with you, It's been a couple you, weeks, Ryan. but not, not like super-duper parties. But, yeah, lots of reading because everybody knows I'm in school. Slowly and surely chugging away at that uh, master's program, getting closer to the end. So I conversed with a, a fellow uh, um, combatant, I'm going to say combatant in this program. So he's, I think, in his last semester. And then, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out what are you going to do? Because if you're in a master's program, you know, you don't just finish the program. You also have to do an extra thing, develop a thesis and or oral presentation. They gave me some information on what the oral presentation would entail, and, and mm. it's like, yeah, that's difficult, but it's not as difficult as developing your own thesis. So I might lean toward that route, but I got a few semesters before I have to think about that. But other than that, <laughs> since I am doing uh, my classes, Native American Studies class, it's called Pocahontas Unleashed, and it's just interesting, the stuff that we're reading. I actually like what we're reading. Uh, so it makes it easier to read. It's a lot to read, but it's just interesting to see the enveloping of the early days of the colonists in Virginia and actually getting the totality of the truth in a way. But the great thing I like is that it's just discussion about it. So you know, you get 
talking about, you know, different things, what they got from it, and how Ocanus actually wasn't really prevalent in the stories as much as some of the um, modern narratives and some of the modern pieces like the Maker. But hey, it's fun to discuss about it and learn and grow. And I mean, actually... what's the what is what's, what's that literary trope that um, that that kind of falls into in terms of modern fixation yeah. on this on this this young individual? I'm trying to remember. It's, it's I don't think it's the noble savage, but okay. it's the it's got to be something where it's like, and again, it's just so wrapped up in Americana. Yeah, the, the archetype. Idea, yeah, the archetypes is, and everything. Uh, the archetype of the old wise woman and mentor is this place. Because when you see, at least the stuff I read, like she doesn't show up in a lot of the material until pivotal moments. But at the same time, the way it's written is written from the, the colonists' perspective because they're the only ones documenting it, not the natives. So when it comes up, it kind of makes them look good or brings some kind of. It's, it's weird, but it's like the only writings you have because it's literally what you have. But it's you know it's you know eye opening and it's fun having discussions. That's what I like discussions, talking points, you know, talking about okay. things. But outside of all that reading, uh, birthday parties, my nephew had a birthday party at Apex. Apex Entertainment is a big entertainment thing over in Town Center. They have bowlings and arcades and go-karts and all that fun things there, so I did that one weekend. And the weekend after that, it was my best friend's son's birthday, and we did that at Dave & Buster's. And I love me some Dave & Buster's, so I was A-OK -okay on the Dave & Buster's thing. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we had restaurant week over in Virginia Beach. So me and my girlfriend uh, Angelica, we ate at Rockefeller's, which is a um, seafood place down on the oceanfront. And yeah, that was fun. And then mostly just uh, catching up on football because it is playoffs. We're heading into the Super Bowl. So if you're a Chiefs or Eagles fan, congratulations. I don't care because my team ain't there, but I still watch it anyway because I love football. Chiefs and Eagles? Yeah, Kansas City's Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. I know a few, we know a few Philly fans. Yes, I know quite a few Philly fans. Uh, I got family that are Philly fans oh. and co-workers that are, so but they're fun. Yeah, it might be rough if the Eagles don't pull off the uh, the big W. Yeah, well, they they are, the the, the, um, the betting line right now is Philly uh, plus plus 1.5. So it's, they're, they're even. The teams are pretty even when you look at them across the board. Hopefully that translates to a good game because there's nothing more disappointed than... A blowout. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only person that likes a blowout is the team that's blowing the other person out, you know, because then you're like, yeah, we're going to win. But for people like me who don't care, I want a good game. Yeah, I, I'd much rather have a good game where it's like it feels like there's some... There's some stakes and there's some 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 back and forth. When it's like literally a route, yeah. It's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, it kind of happens sometimes. A team gets to the championship and probably shouldn't be there. So when they're facing against the, the juggernaut, juggernaut's gonna put that boot down on the neck and go. Well, that's okay. The Patriots aren't playing, so it that's, should be a good we, game. We all win with that. We all win with that. So, what's been going on with you? The uh, only thing I have here is that you're cool. Just staying cool. But uh, I know you've been doing more than just being cool. A lot of it's actually just been keeping a low profile. Uh, been working on editing, uh, working on ways to uh, get uh, productivity and stuff. I've uh, caught up on my YouTube feed and my uh, podcast. So now it's trying to go into some stuff. I'm starting to do classes on uh, Skillshare. I've had that 
I've had that for a little while, so no, they're not not a sponsor or anything like that. It's just I've heard a number of creators use them for taking classes on yeah. learning new skills, and I'm now in a position where it's like, all right, well, I'm going to do a class a day and just see what I can absorb. There was one interesting one on productivity I started today. About to come back to it, having to deal with it. It talks about an app that is kind of like a notepad, website builder kind okay. of thing. No, no, no. It begins with an app. Anyways. Okay. It's something. It's something. It's, <laughs> it, it's interesting. Um, but it's going through, and, and so first thing I'm doing is looking at productivity and team building. Yeah. Because, you know, keeping it more day job or focused. But starting to look at the video video effects and video things and, and trying to get into some of that. Trying to, I think the hard thing is figuring out, okay, what do I want to improve? Yeah. It's all about finding the skills. Well, it, there's, a, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. Don't get me wrong. But... It's a matter of, okay, which, how do I phrase the subject of what I want to improve, and how does that correlate with what's published? Sense. So, baby steps. Baby steps, baby steps. So, we'll, we'll keep that rolling. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's been, uh, been here. Uh, it, like I said, did some editing, caught up, uh, I had some file, file path issues with uh, the computers once we did the big move, so sorted that out inventoried what was published for podcasting and started working on cleaning that up and making consistent. You'll probably notice if you're listening to this on all the major podcast networks that uh, the thumbnail has changed, the title is updated, and, and maybe even it's showing in a new location for movies and TV reviews. Because, yep. you know, we're try three, three years ago, three or four years ago, I, mean, I set those permissions and now revamping because again it's the okay how do i turn this around and you know get some popularity so we're getting there we're getting there i'll, I'll show some more stuff and sure i do like the new thumbnail but definitely yeah, it does look nice it does look nice it does look i like nice. it so all right so we're going on with that that's pretty much been it um i rewatched an old movie what movie i rewatched final fantasy 7 advent children the other night I was sitting there just kind of, it's been a while. And this is a film that was released in 2016. Yeah, it was way back. Yeah, it was 2016. It's a it's set two years after the events of Final Fantasy VII. And it's, I, again, you have all of the characters. And it it is the animation style that they ended up using for the remake uh, and, and and whatnot because it's 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 such an it's such a great style of of animation. Yeah. But uh, I was doing that and it's pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes keeping quiet, keeping low key is always a good thing. Well, actually, no. Part of the reason why is because people in the house were sick, so yeah. everybody was sick, so it didn't do much. I will say though that that there is one thing, and that was we had our monthly game night with the guys and we're currently trying to go through the alien rpg and i I remember you mentioning that the last time well i'm I'm starting to do some research on it i was actually listening to a interview with the lead writer uh on that a q a they did with him on 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 the the band badgers uh youtube channel great great crew you should check them out anyways um so it was interesting to hear the evolution of this but it was the in our game my character is currently on the starship 
waiting for the rest of the party to do whatever. And so it was like the suggestion was, well, how about I call in and they put me on speakerphone. That way it feels like it has a little immersion element. Oh, I was game. I was yeah. cool. I mean, the game we cut early because DM had a, DM had some had some stuff we wanted to work on, which is fine. Sometimes it's how it happens. But it was it was kind of fun just to sit there and listen and be like, okay, if we were in game, are the comms open? Am I hearing all of this interaction in game or not? And how that how that questions and works. Uh, but we should. But it was a short session. It wasn't terrible. It was just it was it was short and it was trying to you know get our footing and get our pacing because obviously uh, the first time we played was back in November I want to say sometime back then yeah it was November I think because December we didn't play RPG we played table we played a board game so yeah anyways uh, but yeah it's also tax season schedule so apologize if I start to feel like I'm extremely tired. It's all good. It's all good. I totally it's understand. 12 weeks. It's 12 weeks. 12 I don't weeks. do it anymore, but I, I understand. I understand the gist. Yeah, it's 12 it. weeks. 12 weeks. I can survive 12 weeks. That's a not too long. It'll, it'll be gone before you know it. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, it's already Wednesday. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. I was like, ooh, this is so fun. Flying and having fun. Speaking of flying and having fun, let's get into our movie reviews. Let's fly into the movies. All right, so what we got, what we got? Got two movies this week. Yeah. Or it's been a couple weeks, so well, I mean, math, if you do the math, I go every weekend. So the first one we have is Anna Kendrick in Alice Darling. Yes, sir. Anna Kendrick hasn't done a lot recently. Yeah. So what's going on with this one? All right, so this one is a film that focuses on a group of friends, uh, Alice, um, Alice Darling. Is in it. So it's three friends. Alice, played by Anna Kendrick, um, goes on a, um, a uh, like kind of like a girls' trip with her two best friends, Teth and um, Sophie. Um, actress names I can't mention, but you can check it out on IMDb if you want to reference it. Why does this feel like the setup to a very familiar plotline? Um, it could be, because there's a lot of re re recycling of plot lines when it's very simple. Mm. So they go on this girl's trip, and before going on this girl's trip, you kind of, uh, uh, Alice has been, it's been a while since she's seen her friends, so her friends have noticed that she's been um, exhibiting strange behaviors, and mostly when she's around uh, her, like, new significant other. So when they travel to this cabin and, um, when they travel to this camp, they start to realize that there's more than what it seems with this um, relationship that Alice has with this guy. So, with this film, it's a very simple character-driven tale. It's a very slow, methodical tale, and it focuses on mostly on the idea of um, the idea of relationships and actually being a feeling of entrapment because it feels like that this guy, that is uh, his name is Simon has some kind of like hold on Alice where she doesn't really feel like she is um, as important to anything in the world and her importance is tied to this relationship. So he's kind of like warped her mentality in a way to where it slowly gets revealed in the movie and Tess and so Sophie have to figure out a way to break it and on this girl's trip, that's where you start to see 
um, a retrospective of appeal on themes with friendship, love, and that mental abuse that is in those relationships. So basically, they're trying to find a way to to get her to empower herself to not be such a yeah. not be in the position she's in because yeah. this sounds very familiar and yeah. it definitely and, and whatnot. So, so, but it also doesn't sound terribly exciting. It's 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 not it's not exciting. This is very much a character character driven film. It's much more dialogue, much more focused on um, acting mannerisms and just the uh, idea of friendship because oh. most of the movie focuses on the trio and you, you see a fracture in their friendship and it's because of her like in, incessant appeal to always want to reach out to her boyfriend and do everything for her boyfriend so um, it's really much of a more of a showcase of Anna Kendrick's acting ability and then her unraveling is so daunting and endearing that when it hits into the final moments and then a certain confrontation happens there is this emotional fervor that's done in silence that makes you realize the importance of friendship like so what it is it's not a predictable movie where you think it might be heading and then it completely goes off in a different direction there is this like side story of a missing girl that happens but it's more of a like a plot device to help uh, provide like um, um, girth to Anna Kendrick's character. So pretty much, this is a very much of a uh, of a of Anna Kendrick's movie, and focusing on her highlights of a, of how great of an actress she is, and bringing out the the impersonal moments of what it what it how an abusive relationship can be more than physical and can also be mental. Well, do and, we know anything about the the screenplay that this was? Where this ga- where this came from? This is a an, a, an original sc- screenplay written by uh, uh, written by An- Alan uh, Francis, um, and it's one that also that uh, was produced by Anna Kendrick. So this is more about you know trying to bring to light the idea of that uh, uh, abusive relationship. That's the whole theme of the film. But um, like it's a very simple tale, and it's a very quiet moment. Everything is done through conversation and interactions. And, a highlighted moment is Anna Kendrick um, in her acting. Cool. You've never seen her in a role like this, and she takes it to another level. So overall, um, it's a very simple, quiet movie. It's not going to enthrall a lot of people or entertain. So if you're one of those people that like indie films, smaller kind of films, this is for you. 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Sounds uh, pretty bad. Where do we see this? Theater, right? Theater yeah, release it's right still, now? It's still in the theaters, but knowing that it's an indie film, you can probably rent it on Amazon or Apple. Yeah. Oh, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. We'll see. But it's still in the theaters. All right. Next up, we have Women Talking. Yes, sir. Okie dokie. Talk to me about Women Talking. All right. So Women Talking is a film that is uh, uh, written and uh, written and directed by uh, Sarah Pauly, who she bases this off of a book that's actually based off of an actual, like, true event Thing. So I'm going to focus on the true event thing. I knew this had to be based on something. So uh, how, the, how how well is it based on it? Well, it's it's you it, know they say this based on a true story. Well, no, no, no. This is no. no it, let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> it's not based on a true story, but it's based on like a real real life situation where um, there is this uh, colony called Manitoba Colony in Bolivia where Mennonites live and they live you know very much a strict conservative way so i just want to lay that foundation because going into this film you realize that um it is a colony of some sorts that are living away from modernization and it focused on a group of women in this isolated community 
and they have to grapple with the hardships that should they deal with men. But basically, men control this community and use the idea of religious values to keep the women within a grasp of their control. So after a certain event that happens... That sounds about as subtle as a chainsaw. Yeah, I'm just... I, it's better to go into the film knowing as little like that because it, it brings out the, the strength of the film. So after okay. a certain event that happens to one of the females and they catch the men in the act, like uh, the women decide that they're either going to stay, be quiet, fight, or leave. So from that point moment, um, it's really just like the titles itself, it's women talking. So what this film does, it takes a stage play mannerisms and thematic approaches and approaches it in a way that lifts characters and acting to where you see these women conversing and trying to figure out the best way for survivability not just for them but for their children and other people that want to leave do they stay there and stay devoted to their husbands and to the way of life or do they leave and find a better life for them and face supposed damnation because of what has been taught to them these women aren't educated they are just uh, strictly uh, left to the farm, left to the house. I mean, they're educated, yeah, yeah. but they're not educated in the same at the same yeah. standard that we're thinking. Because yeah. the only people that are allowed to go to school are boys. So the females have to stay in the house and do all the housekeeping and all the stuff. Wow. So that, this, that, is very con this is very, like, conservative community. There's a, there's, there's a point in the movie, like, I was trying to figure out, is this supposed to be fanatical? But there is a moment in the movie where I realized what it was and then from that point it it elevates the experience because everything's driven by the acting and just conversing that's all it is they're just trying to figure out what is the best solution and then you see the engrossing events happen or happen to these females because it does flashbacks and moments flashback in moments and the visual nature of each person's lives provides this intuitive reflection of the raw danger of this community so you are feeling this emotional and intensity like you're watching an action film and, and it's just done through dialogue because of the way of the direction because it's very much stage play antics everything's highs and lows with the dialogue and conversation so if you ever watch stage plays everything is as driven because there's little on the stage and you have to be powerful enough to profess what is the issues so you have this is a who's who's list of actresses in here you have like Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Frances McDormand, uh, Judith Ivey, Emily Mitchell. You have like who's who's names and they all showcase a stellar ensemble cast. But once it gets to a point where they have to make a decision, it's so intense on getting to that point that you really hope that they can actually thrive in what they decide. Yeah. So I would say that if you are a big fan of, of conversational pieces, thematic pieces or stage plays, this movie is for you. Um, it's very engrossing and brings to light the idea of how how values and visions can be used in a harmful way to control. And it may not even be intentional. Yeah, and but it's just in the way that you know it is what it is. But overall, it's a very strong and powerful film. I can see why it was nominated for Best Picture. We'll talk about that later. And I gave it a four out of five. Okay. I think this would be one that you would enjoy since I know you like stage plays. I like stage plays, but uh, certain political messaging, it's like, this is... Well, this is... There's no political message. Just because I said conservative doesn't mean it's 
I'm not, I'm not talking. Yeah. I'm yeah. not talking in yeah. in traditional politics yeah. conversation. I'm talking about the fact that we're we're sitting there watching a movie that is clearly that is supposedly uh, talking about a particular religious culture. Yeah. Or uh, and 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 how that that group operates. Yeah, yeah but it it's was... sometimes it's like, is this? Are we going too far and causing uh, potentially? Uh, negative impact on this community by yeah. this by yeah. perpetuating and perpetuating a stereotype or intentionally or otherwise of this group of people it's like something about that it's like you know yeah it, 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 it it's not really doing that because it actually is based on uh, um, a trial that actually happened because of that okay so I can see what you're saying I don't like those preachy films regardless of what angle yeah. but when it's actually but building on like an actual event. So, I mean, this is supposed to yeah. give you some context for yeah, the event. Yeah, context, because or... it's, it's focused on a community and a specific event. I can send you the wiki. No, no, that's yeah, fine. But, that's yeah. fine. Go but check I get, it out. Find out for yourself. Yeah, but I get what Comment you mean. Comment below. But I, I understand your... what you Because I don't like those movies either, regardless if I'm for or against what they're saying. No. Yeah, that was actually one of the things I had issues with The Invisible Man is the, the, the domestic abuse type stuff being so being just so visceral you know and it's, it was an interesting take on the story don't get me wrong but some of that stuff when it came to domestic abuse really was a little hard to watch because it's like you know as a society we can be better and yeah. it's like this and I remember when we, we talked about the movie. If you want to check out, check out our podcast on any streaming services to read that and listen to that review. So, yeah. Plug, shameless. It's not shameless. <laughs> shameless is a TV show. Oh, yes. Good one at that. I, I've watched a few sh episodes. Speaking I don't remember of, what season, but I did. Speaking of TV, yes. let us talk about episode two and three of The Last of Us on yes, HBO. Sir. So, I, you caught up. We yeah. did have some conversation about it. So, I did talk about my first impressions on the first episode. So, you lead into two and three. I'm blown away. Absolutely blown away. The second one, this, uh, episode two, was nice because we get a lot of the initial character building in terms of Ellie and Joel and Tess. Um, I like how... The show is not trying to be the game. Yeah, because I appreciate that. And 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 the thing is, is being the fact I have several. It, I played the first Last of Us. It's been a few years since I played I've, it. I've played a third of the first game. But the whole trip to the uh, Capitol building to meet up with the Fireflies and all of that, there was a, the game had a lot of stuff to deal with. To, you know, because it's a game. You've yeah. got to enter point A to B. A to B. Oh, let's introduce this yeah. threat. Yeah. Let's let's introduce this threat, and you know, build the world yeah. that way. Whereas with what I really liked with the uh, episode two is we weren't building the world. We weren't doing that, but we were still navigating through a world that's just as dangerous than a video game. And I like how you had some wor some more world the the more world building in the beginning. Yeah. With the with the with the mic in it with the cyto cyto cytoplops, um, and then 
during the episode you had to get some more building with like okay cordyceps yeah but I, I, the, the 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 conversation about the fact that if you disturb the fungus in one area, you could potentially awaken a horde and have them come after you. And I like how they they following the rules of a short story. Yep. They mentioned it at one point in the film, at the episode, and then at another point you see it happen. Yep. And it's like the foreshadowing element yeah. was great. The, the, the showing of a hammer that will be used in the third act. And yeah. that's one thing that they use all the time. The clickers are absolutely terrifying. That was well done, introducing that's, them. In episode two, when the clickers, when the scenario for the clickers are happening, that is the most intense, like, 15 minutes I've seen of TV in quite some time. Like, I, you, you know I watch a lot of horror movies. I don't get scared very easily. Oh, but watching that this, 15 this, minutes this was one intense. Is, yeah. I mean, you, you horror games and horror movies, it's like this this show is just... The capturing. It's capturing it because you know how disturbing this game can be. Yeah. And yet the show is doing it, and they're doing it in just the right amount. Yeah. That it's like... It's showcasing the ability of what it means to adapt adapt a narrative for its medium and format, not just thrusting material just to have it on there to show uh, reference to, aha, you remember this thing game, remember this game? It's playing to the text of its narrative and moving the journey where you are uh, enjoying seeing the characters as well as enjoying the world building at the same time. Yeah. And I thought it was great. I thought uh, Ellie's thing about what there aren't giant ones that explode and cover you in spores, and we're all sitting there going, "Yeah, there are. You just ain't seen them yet." Yeah, and then when she ta- describes the clickers, how it was like, "No, we're not going to acknowledge this." <laughs> so, but I do like how they're not. Like, remember what I said they were talking that in the if you were playing the game yeah it varies the enemy encounters yes uh, so that you you have the world building because you have all these different things in this I like how we're not doing the same intent the same volume but the intensity is still there yeah like we're not getting introduced to the uh, the scavengers or the or the the humans that are you know, just being they're, they're ravaging everything. We're yeah. only focusing on the infected, yeah. and we it's know a, we're going to get to it eventually. Yeah, and we it's going to be it's going to yeah. be crazy. Yeah, we have hints of things, but it's it's that it's that adapting to the medium, like you said, like it's not just thrusting you like the game elements from point A to point B. They're they're adapting it. They're focused on the core essence of what the game is, but building off of it and building out for it, especially in episode three. Episode three. Oh my god. By far like I said to you off air when we were having our fun with our wings, but um and I think that is like the best the episode three is the best episode I've seen and the definition of of what it means to adapt from one medium to another. Oh yeah. Like episode... if they were doing a class 101 on how to adapt from medium A to medium B, I would use episode three of The Last of Us to showcase how you take this specific point in the game and make it like that. Oh yeah. So obviously spoilers if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Spoilers. But here's the thing with the episode three, and and to to showcase you, your point there. Yeah, you can go into in it more. the game. 
in the game, when you go to meet Bill, he is, he is, in, he has this little <laughs> town that he's run booby traps back and forth through. I would say if I was in this world, I'd go live with him too. And all of that. And so you have a whole series of events and uh, accomplishments yep. with Bill, Joel and Ellie trying to get through this. And that's where you get introduced to Bill, see how Bill lives, all of that. So you would think based on episode one and two of The Last of Us TV show that they're going to adapt a, that, a similar interaction with Bill. Nope. No, they didn't go that route at all. They went with, all right, this whole episode, Joel and Ellie do an intro, which is nice because they changed up the recipe. Yeah. Remember episode one and episode two, we have this, uh, like episode one, we had this 1960s conversation. Oh yeah. And then we go to 2003 in uh, the episode two, we're starting in 2003 and then coming to 2023 in the, in, the, in the third episode, we start in what is currently modern time. And then we have a very nice kind of flashback to right after right after Outbreak Day. And then we get introduced to Bill. Yeah. And as a prepper or a, a sur survivalist and what I love the, what I love about it is how they just play and they just go through and it's like, Oh yeah! If I was the last person in this town, and they evacuated everybody. Yeah. This is what I would do. I yeah. mean, he showcases exactly what you do when you need to survive. I mean, he the got apocalypse. the gas going. He got the Home Depot trip. He, I mean, he built his compound, and it was it was great. It was such a great, and then meeting Frank, and actually. You know, seeing that whole relationship go from the initial meeting till till the end, till till Frank's end, uh, which if you play the game, you know Frank is Frank's not there. <laughs> um, but it's very much. It's a much. I feel it was a much better adaptation into a live action, where you are the you are the you are watching. You are not interacting. Because you're just kind of like there, yeah. witnessing the events. Because in the game, you have to interact. Yeah. So that's how they they tell you story. You have to interact. Okay. If I did not interact with Bill, then what? Why would Bill be such a a, a fun character to interact with? Okay. No. Watching this, it's great. Now I will say that the the actor who plays Bill, he was on Parks and Recs. Yeah. Because. I saw an Instagram video where they, they have the scene from the show where it's asking what he did prior to the outbreak, and he said he was a survivalist. And then it cuts <laughs> to a clip from Parks and Rec where he opens the grill and finds mushrooms on the grill, and it's like, well, what are these? They're portobello mushrooms. And then he all of a sudden is starting to get sick. It's just like, wow. Deep cut right there, yeah. man. I think I think the showrunners knew what they were doing there when they did it. It was a funny, funny nod to Parks and Rec. No, I've, I'm, 
God bless the fans out there who's picked up on that. It's like, oh, I got this. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Parks and Rex fans out there, so it would make sense that some would pick up on that. Oh, yeah, it was great. But, great. yeah, overall, first three episodes, I am enjoying it. I love uh, my best. When it comes to adaptation, it's always for me is, uh, you know, make the, make the best story that fits the core essence of the material and then flesh out where you can. Mm -hmm. uh, I always go back when it comes to movies, I always go back to X-Men Days of Future Past. The movies are not like the comics, but the core essence of the story is. Uh, so yeah, this, always... this, this, this might be the show that I might use as an example if I do TV shows of adapting the material uh, changing just a little bit here and there, but still you know, staying into it. It's great. funny you mention X-Men Days of Future Past, because if you look, if it's sitting there, because I have the original, I have the comic over here in a box my uh, my buddy wants, wanted me to read, and I read it. Now, I had never read the comic Days of Future Past. I've only watched the 1990s adaptation in uh, X-Men, and, -na 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 -na. and then, you know, the failed attempts to try it again but then there was the Zack Snyder uh, live action version of it and I have to say the comic was extremely disappointing when comparatively yeah. because that ad adaptation of media like I expected more in the comic mm -hmm. didn't get it but just a, just pointing out that ad adaptation from one media form to another media form you know yeah yeah. So, you know, speaking of that animation, X-Men animation cartoon, I think it comes out, the reboot comes out this year. Reboot? Nothing. It's an extension. It's continuation. Yeah. Either way, it comes out this year. X-Men 1990s. Yeah. But anyways, overall, looking forward to the next episode uh, and whatnot. So yes. next thing you got in here, you got a recommendation. Yep. We should watch The Mayor of Kingston. Yep. Is this so, only because we want to show support to our boy Jeremy Renner? Uh, not just that, but I've, I'm thinking to add in, you know, try to spruce it up. Like every every time we come a podcast, I'm gonna try to do like just a show recommendation. So this is a show that I've been been eagerly to watch. I never ever had really, you know, chance to watch or never, always go to watch it and then something else, you know, squirrel moment. So I decided to go watch it. So I highly recommend this if you have Paramount Plus. Um, like uh, Scuba mentioned, uh, Jeremy Renner is the main lead. He plays Mike McCluskey. And basically what it is is that uh, Mayor Kingstown focuses on a uh, an area uh, town called Kingstown and their main economic engine is prisons. And basically McCluskey is like the uh, uh, the one that keeps the peace between the, the prisoners, prison guards, the gangs on the street, and the rest of the police force. Uh, so basically there's this uneasy peace to where the cops ignore what the, the, the gangs do and the gangs will, you know, not bother with it. So it goes into, it goes a little bit more in depth in the show. Uh, the first season is 10 episodes. I binge through it in a few days. It's great. They're in the season two. And just like HBO Paramount Plus drops episodes weekly on Sundays. So if you have Paramount Plus, I highly recommend it. If you like crime dramas and crime thrillers, it is written by uh, um, Taylor Sheridan. And if you know that name, he's done um, a lot of different writing materials. One of my favorite movies, Hell of High Water, he did that. He's uh, also the creator of Yellowstone and also the new Sylvester Stallone show, which is also on Paramount Plus, called Tulsa. So if you like any of his work, I think you might like it. Um, I guess a recommendation I can give you is I was watching on Hulu the other day, uh, trying to get through another one of the Gundam 
anime series. This one was from 1995. Gundam 008 MS. It's it's set... It's only about 12 episodes long. So it's not a long anime. It's an old anime. So it can be a little rough. It's definitely for 90s era. Um, But it's set in the same timeline as the original Gundam. The uh, war against Zeon, and and you have the the Federalists versus the uh, first the colonists, and it is focusing on a unit of mobile mobile suit troops in the jungle. Okay. So it's got it's, it's got a very Vietnamish vibe, in the sense this is like a small platoon. And they're in the they're in the jungle, and they have these interactions with the enemy, but involving big giant mechanized suits and tanks. Vietnamish, okay. Um, rough to get started for me because it was a little 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 hard to get past you know thirty years of anime and yeah, I know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's a recommendation. That would be. I finished it, and you know what? It ended very well. It's always a good. I liked thing. how it ended. It's a little rough on the start, but once it found its groove, it's like okay. Because it talks. I mean, it's got a very good story with the fact that okay, why are we fighting? And are is the enemy really that me- that negative? Because and and you have this undertone of star-crossed lovers. Because you have this pair that meet at the beginning, and then it's like you find out they're on opposite sides, and you kind of you kind of get to the point you root for them. It's like, okay, can we, you know, hang out? So I w- I would throw that up for a, a retro recommendation. It's called Gundam. Gundam Mobile Suit Gundam Zero Zero Eight. Right here. No, not not double zero. Okay, I'll find it. It's a mobile suit gun. It's mobile suit Gundam. Uh, other Gundam and then uh zero zero. Yeah, wait, there it is. Mobile suit Gundam, the zero eighth MST team. Got it. Yeah, it was a fun one to watch. I, I, like I said, it was a little. Uh, I'm trying to. I have a. I have a sheet up there next to the, on the wall there for my. Fr- oh, my friend gave me a list of all of the Gundam, anime. I in do remember se- sequential order, and it's like, okay, I'm still working on the original. I do. I will say that the the, they released a series not a few years back called Gundam Origin, where it was the it, it pre. It's a pre, to the 1970s Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam cartoon. Uh, so, uh, this was the one that I enjoyed watching. Iron Blooded Orphans. I haven't watched all of that. Yeah, I need to. I hear it's, it's pretty it's, interesting. It's two seasons, twenty-five episodes, it's a fifty-episode one, but it's really, it's really good. And you know, it takes me a lot to do Mecha, but I give an exception to Gundam because Gundam Wing is one of the ones uh, that got me in the anime. I one always of the, go back to of, Gundam Wing. Yeah. So I don't like any mecha anime. The only exception I give is to Gundam. So anything Gundam, I will give it a shot. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's nice how the color palette pretty much stays the same in every iteration. Yep. Um, but it is interesting how a lot of the series are supposedly following the same timeline and events. And then you have offshoots like Gundam Wing, yep. which is, you know, completely different. But, but yeah, oh man, we're knocking on an hour. Yep. And I don't want to rush through this other stuff, but I think, you know, focusing on the movies and the TV conversation, I think that was a pretty good way yeah. of chewing up the most of our time. Yep, yeah. yeah, I can, I we're, think... We're evolving, well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're evolving. Yeah, so, yeah, the news pieces I can knock out pretty fast. Let's see what time we have on there. I think we can get that. Well, I think we should definitely, as, a, as since we're talking movies and movies and TV, we should definitely have a conversation about the Oscar 2023 announcement. Yep. And the we can kind of hover over our favorites on top streaming shows. So that's what yep. we're gonna do to wrap this up. We're okay. Gonna, we're, let's let's talk about let's talk about the let's talk about the streaming shows for 2022, and then talk about the Oscars. All right. So uh, usually uh, this happens like at the start of the new year they talk about the top streaming things and of course and i think it's not a not not a, a not a big um, shock big shock if my screen will update there the top streaming program overall and originals and your your mom's basement and scuba's garage and i'm just uh, prefacing with some funny comments because it's stranger things is the number one on all of these lists because yeah no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Most of them. No, two of them. Two of the four. Yeah, two of the four. But the the the, the overall, is, you know, is pretty. What I, what I what I would think is kind of funny to look at is when we look at this list from Variety. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Top the, top fifteen streaming programs. Which one? Uh, which the first one, and then the top. Overall. Yeah, for uh, overall, and then originals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, numbers. And are then for... acquired. So, yeah. top fifteen in each of these categories. Yeah. When you read the look at these lists, it's not a surprise that the majority of these shows are all on Netflix. Yeah. So even though you know Netflix faced a tumultuous 2022, they still reign supreme with pretty much majority of the overall is Netflix, and the top uh, uh, top four of the five are all on Netflix, which is. Oh, let's. T I mean. Here we go. Let's okay. uh, let's talk about top fifteen streaming programs originals. Okay. Original content. Out of fifteen entries, only two are not Netflix. And the two make sense why they're up there. So the two are on Prime Video. And the um, Boys and the Rings of Power. Yeah, and that makes sense because the Boys is very popular, and the Rings like shattered numbers for Amazon this past year, but. Uh, Everything else yeah, is, is Netflix. Netflix. So the now. top ten is running down from the top to bottom. I'll run down really fast. Uh, Stranger Things, Ozarks, Wednesday, Cobra Kai, Bridgerton, Virgin River, Dahmer, Love is Blind, In Inventing Anna, and The Crown. So that's the top ten. All are Netflix. Now, we, now we're looking at that the for those three. Then we look at the last category. Top 15 streaming movies. Yeah. Now, in this one... Netflix is the minority. Yeah. And the House of Mouse is the majority. Can't say I'm overly surprised by that. The nice thing is the fact that Encanto and Turning Red were the top two yeah, Encanto, streaming movies for 2022. Yeah. And to mention the fact is Encanto is a... 
2021 movie, so not only did it uh, travel over a couple of years, it stays at the top. Yeah, I mean, minutes viewed in billions, 27.416 billion minutes. Yeah, you know, we don't talk about Bruno here. He's very popular. <laughs> um, but the Adam Project on Netflix, and then uh, it, it's interesting yeah. for this. So yeah. we covered that. Let's go over to the because it's getting to be Oscars, and some of the stuff in this announcement for the Oscar nominees is really going to be an interesting conversation when the Oscars roll yeah. through. So the big thing in the Oscars is that it's it's a good variety of lists. Um, and it does award, uh, what I like about looking at the list, at least the, the, the big shebangs that I usually focus on, it is given a show in the showcase of highlighting creativity and also showcasing stuff. So leading the way with 11 noms is a movie that I quite enjoyed last year and was in my top 10 is Everything Everywhere All at Once with 11 nominations um, and All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a Netflix original, and The Banshees of Inisherin, which was my number one movie of last year, just behind with nine noms each. For the best picture list, they actually did 10 this year. Usually they can go a max of 10. They haven't done a max of 10 in quite a few years, so the max of 10, it goes All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talk. So, okay, so we just talked about Women Talking tonight. Yeah. And looking at this list, I, I have to ask, is there any, it, it, it's, this list has such a wide pendulum. Yeah, and it, it reflects the, the voting base of the academies. And everybody doesn't know the Academy uh, uh, Motion Pictures, they, it's a 6,000 plus members. So that's every member, you know, people that work in Hollywood, directors, actors, writers, people that work behind the screens, everything in between. And over the years, they've, they've, you know, they've you know, expanded their base and you know, brought in new people. And this is reflecting that list of the variety. All Quiet on the Western Front is actually a German film, so that's a foreign film. And it's showcased in blockbusters. You have Avatar there, you have Top Gun there. Um, you just, uh, and the thing is, Top Gun's not, the Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick story is not that great yeah, compared but, to, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not saying it's not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad story. I'm not saying it's a bad story. What I'm saying is that when you want to compare it to the Banshees of Inisherin, which was so character driven, uh, yeah. or, uh, you know, something like that, and or Elvis, which is a biopic, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a biopic. A, a fantasy biopic, because if you know Boz Lerman, he likes to go extravagant. So, so, so you're telling me that, you know, I mean, it, you know, it hit this list because Top Gun Maverick did something to the theaters. It, it brought a lot of people back. It brought the enthusiasm back. So I know why it's getting recognized. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's don't don't get me wrong. It's a it for what it is. It's a great film. It's simple. It's to the point. Yeah. The set pieces. Okay. Now. I like how in different categories, like for the, uh, oh, there's a, the sound one. Yeah. Sound design, definitely giving, giving a Top Gun Maverick, achievement in sound, Top Gun Maverick, getting that and going against the Batman. The Batman, Avatar, Elvis, and All Quiet. I think Top Gun would win this one. Um, I mean, I personally would like to see the Batman win, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So one but, of the, oh, you go ahead. I was gonna say I think to 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 we should do we should definitely give a chat to the best actor nominee 
and the best uh, actress nominee. And of course, we all we we all understand hands down, Angela Bassett should get best supporting actress. Period. Yeah. So when you're looking at the list, everybody is you know the five. You know, whenever you get nominated for something like this, you know, there's a lot of movies that go out on list. So when you make five, that's an accomplishment in itself. But the thing is, is that this is not only if she does win, it's, it'll be a, a first, her first Oscar, because she was nominated for one in the 90s. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it, the significance of her nomination, it is the Marvel's first acting nomination from any other movies. Um, they've had their movies nominated for different things. Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture a couple of years ago, but having an actor, of, you know, on, on of the four majors, this is a big, and she is the front runner. Like, out of a lot of these, uh, 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 um, a lot of these categories, outside of Kate Blanchett being like a solidified pick for actress in, in a lead role, this is almost like a dead deadlock for her to win outside of this. And I, I saw. All these movies. Well, I didn't see the well. I like how all everything all at once gave got two yeah. for supporting actress. So yeah. the movies, the movies, the movies really has definitely got something we can see from this. Um, but uh, actor in a leading role. Yeah. yeah, I think this one we already. I think we have. We could pretty, pretty accurately predict based on the critics' choice, which is a good barometer for the, for this. If I remember your your our conversations. But looking at this, we have Austin Butler from Elvis, Colin Farrell from Banshees of Inisherin, which awesome if he makes it, Brendan Fraser from The Whale, Paul Mescal from After Sun, I and heard Bill Nye movie. from Living. It's a three-horse race in this, and it's the oh, top yeah. three. Top so. three. I, I, and Brendan Fraser just took leading actor in the Critics' Choice. Yeah. So, so an, another good barometer will be who wins at SAG. So that uh, not not SAG, but um, the, uh, the Screen Actors, yeah, that's a Screen Actors Guild's award because mm -hmm. those are the actors, you know, the Actors Guild nominating actors. I mean, he's up for that, so that'll be another good barometer because um, you know, Brendan Fraser got it from the critics, Colin Farrell and Austin Butler got at the Golden Globes, so it's a three-horse race. So we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. But those are some very yeah. Fascinating uh, races. I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ones that are like almost solidified who you know is gonna win. Like pretty much, Kate Blanche is gonna win for Tar. I haven't watched Tar, but from everybody I hear, like she literally gave a Tour de Force performance in that. The one that's a toss up is director. Like when you're looking at this list, it's 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 really hard to pinpoint it, but a lot of people think it's going to be a three horse race between the three that you see on that list. Martin McDonough for Banshees, the, the Daniels for Everything Everywhere, and Spielberg for Spielberg. I mean, Spiel, Spielberg's pedigree. Yep, and if you remember, he's my number one director. We got our podcast and watch that later. But, um, like, when for Best Picture, I, I know who I want to win. It is kind of favored, uh, but it really comes down to... It's either going to be one of the two from that 10 list. It's either going to be Banshees or it's going to be Everything Everywhere. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah, I, love... I think Fableman has a good shot, but the thing is, is that knowing what the Academy, well, the Academy is like 6,000 people based. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of different decisions, but watching the circuits, it's going to be one of those two. Dark Horse. 
a dark horse because there's a lot, of, a lot of people love watching that movie. I like uh, looking at the adapted screen screenplay and the animated feature film. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I haven't got to watch it yet. I know it's on Netflix, but, but I want to. The bottom three, though, uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and now the, uh, there's a lot of buzz on the villain that was in that film. The way they did death. Uh, it was like he was like you, the best you, animated villain yet. Did you get a chance to watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet because I, I don't feel like it. dropping twenty five dollars on a rental. But watching the is Instagram in, feed, I think it's still in theater, so you can go at a matinee. I, I, like I might, bucks. I might, but I hear, I hear, Death was like the the the, the scene stealer. He is the scene stealer because what they did. I, when I'm watching the movie at first, I was like, who the heck is this character? At first. And then when he shows up the second time, I was like, okay, I know what's going on here. The whistle and, and, and it. Yo, whenever he showed up, Puss, <laughs> he, he turned into something that you didn't expect him to turn into. But yeah, I am actually happy to see uh, the Sea Beast on this list. Me too. I thought that was I a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie was fun. It was joyful. It had good. It was good thematics. Turning Red is also on. Well, I I, I assumed after I saw Turning Red back in March, mm -hmm. I, I was like that's going to probably get nominated. So, yeah. So adapted screenplay is pretty cool. Uh, you know. Knives out. That's my pick. I didn't watch the movie yet, but knives out. When I'm looking at this, I would go with Knives Out. Uh, even though Women Talking is a really good screenplay, but I would go Knives Out. Uh, I love that movie so, so much. And then original screenplay, I really that's a toss up. That's a toss up. The toss up. Banshees of Inishira, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fable Ones, Tar, and Triangle Sadness. Yeah, yep. we're gonna have to wait. Uh, Oscars are coming out soon, but March hey, we'll check that 12th, out. 12th, I believe. Let me scroll up and look. Uh, it should be somewhere, but I uh, know it's in March sometime. Okay. March 12th. I was right. A few weeks away. Yeah, Sunday, March 12th. Well, as we uh, head on out, we're going to thank everybody for watching and or, uh, listening in. Uh, thank you to Sirenscape for the background musics and soundboards because Epic Games need epic sound. Go to Sirenscape.com for more information and to check out their web app, web player as well as a downloadable app and, and see all the wide variety of sound sets that are available. Uh, as always, thank you to Rye for coming in and hanging out. Uh, thank you to all of you for listening. Be sure to give us a review on whichever podcast channel you listen to this to. Much appreciated. Uh, the YouTube version uh, up there, if you want to watch it there, and if you are watching it on YouTube, thank you. Be sure to hit a like. Uh, hit a like. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think. Help us. Uh, help us keep the keep things rolling. And if you want to support the show further, you can by maybe by considering going over to Patreon and consider being a patron. Uh, we, we're working on some stuff there. It's kind of in a rebuilding phase right now, now that we've had uh, a couple years of maturity. So we'll see what's going on. we got nice, fun things in the future. I know I keep saying it, and your patience is appreciated. Uh, but with that, uh, stay safe, love each other, do all the things, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Peace. That wasn't, that wasn't bad. I like the I like the new. I'm I'm thinking this is probably a good format. We focus on TV and movies. If we go 30, 40, 50 minutes, you know, 
is entertainment related and then maybe maybe break off and do some games and other stuff in a different format kind of deal that's fine yeah maybe i don't know think about it hey if you're listening in because we're sitting there i still got the mics on hot mic hot mic feel free to give us a comment with that have a good night everybody hit the right button i don't want this to be too awkward